Oh, you want to see something fun? The Akron Rubber Ducks are honoring a proud son of Akron, Brian Winhorst, Aww. with his own bobblehead night that will be coming up on September 14th. That's awesome. And, yes, and we believe that the bobblehead, it should actually be the bobble finger for Brian Winhorst. This is what we think Wendy's bobblehead should look like, right? Because that's how he is known. Uh, but then we started thinking, oh, how about other bobbleheads? Uh, hey, about about Bartholomew Scott? We once had a Bart Scott bobblehead. Oh, oh God! Look at that! No, whoa! Look at that! That is not a representative of airline. That really? is. <laughs> that is not good. Is that me? What's what's going on? Oh God! Oh, and uh, what's there's one of you out there. They did uh, back in the day. Mike and I had all these bobbleheads out there. That. that that's me. What look at the, look look at the lettuce. red bottoms, though. Look That's at the lettuce. Look at the lettuce on that hair. Greeny has great. Like okay, yeah, there was a time, Greeny, you didn't have any facial hair. Yeah, that was pre beef I remember that was way back. Yeah, I couldn't grow it then. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I would have if I could have. Like a, like a skinny Bronny man. With that, we welcome you back. We are live, as always, above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We are deep in the offseason. We've got franchise tag windows open. We've got the combine next week, which means real. Dealing and dealing is already going on. Let's play a game. It's called Would You Rather. Kmart, would you rather the Bears draft Caleb Williams or trade the first pick in this year's draft? Trini, Kimberly Martin would rather see the Bears trade that number one pick. I understand it goes against conventional wisdom, but for everything we talked about earlier, Justin Fields, he can be your franchise guy. He is a franchise guy, but you got to support him. Trade back, get a haul. And, ha and build around him like you were supposed to do from the minute he stepped into Chicago. It, it seems clear that isn't what they're going exactly. to do. We'll talk more about him later. Lewis, would you rather see the Steelers stay with Kenny Pickett or draft a quarterback this year? Yeah, those are the choices, stay with Kenny or draft someone, then stay with Kenny. Look, he has not had the benefit of having a nice, well-thought-out, structured offensive system around him. He just hasn't. Matt Canada was a detriment. To his, to his development. And with the weapons that they have there, there now that Arthur Smith now gets to work with, remember now, think what you want about Arthur as a head coach. As an offensive coordinator when he was with the Titans, he resurrected Ryan Tannehill's career. He will do the same for Kenny Pickett. Yeah, we'll see. They drafted 20. Be interesting yeah. to see if they're in the market for someone like Justin Fields. Then there's Bart. Would you rather the Cowboys sign Saquon Barkley or just stick with Tony Pollard? I mean, of course, I think uh, – I'd rather go with Saquon Barkley. I think he's the better player all around back. Health is always an issue with both of these guys. But I think it's another set of thunder thighs out there that they got to consider. Uh, I think his name is A.J. Dillon. You know, the only guy in the league with bigger thighs than uh, Saquon Barkley for a young guy that can <laughs> yeah. run in between the tackles. So, so to be clear, because we talked about Saquon a little bit earlier, and whether the Giants franchise him again, how much is he worth, what he's done there, is he already on the backside of his career, yeah. mm -hmm. which for running backs it is. You're basically suggesting that there are better options out there than the most expensive ones at running back. A.J. Dillon is a yeah. very compelling option. I mean, I remember interviewing Joe Shane um, in the offseason before the season started. We talked about Saquon and his long-term long contract, and he just – simply mentioned that there's going to be a lot of running backs available in the market. When you think about DeAndre Swift, you think about Adrian Dillon, you think about you know, Derrick Henry, we know when his supply is that high, it's going to bring down the market value. Saquon is waiting to cash in like Alvin Kamara, like uh, you know, Christian, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. And he's never got that because and he's be, never going to. And, 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 and being, the number, being the number two overall pick usually sets your, your salary trajectory. And he is not um, – 
relative to where he was drafted. He was supposed to be a high-paid guy. He's never got the bag. I, I want to get to some other stuff on this. So let me just ask the very simple question. Should someone pay Saquon Barkley more than yes. essentially what a franchise tag would pay him? Should they? Yeah. Look, objectively speaking, no, they shouldn't. That's the right answer. Because it's just not the way the, the position is trending. It's just not the way you can – you can. he's a bit of an outlier. You can – I don't – in terms of what? You think they should go ahead and pay him what he wants? Not the Giants. I don't think it oh, works okay. there with the Giants. I, look, I just think – look, if you look at objectively and you look at his statistics and look how they've been trending since he got injured, yes. look – he is not the same kind of explosive runner, especially after Understood. contact, as he was when he was younger. He's just not. And there's this now you can just kind of get comparable, is he comparable production it's 27. for far greater value. You're just not going to pay that. He is not an yeah. outlier in terms of being that guy who you make an See, exception for. I, He's just I, I, not. Can, can he make plays for you? Can he be the difference maker in a game for you? Can but he I, help you win a championship? See, I think the answer is yes to all those questions, which is why I think Saquon, to me, He's not what done. Cost? I understand you. Okay, we got the cost. We, we got the number. Jonathan Taylor's $14 million, right? So I think somebody will pay a little extra for the other things that Saquon brings. I would bring. be shocked if that happens. Listen, <laughs> it, it, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, right, I understand that the value of the position is different, but it's certain places that can pay Saquon because they have the luxury of a rookie quarterback. I think Saquon to Houston is a slam dunk. Everything that you can do to support a young quarterback. Environment matters. He's played on one of the worst offensive lines. He's carried, he's carried this with, offense. With, with, with no receivers. I remember when we signed uh, Willis McGahee, you know, who people thought was injured with a knee injury coming from Buffalo. He came to, to, to Baltimore and was put in that environment with that offensive line and that philosophy, and he flourished. Look, Saquon Barkley put a lot of people's kids in private school <sighs> over the years that he was in New York. And I would love to see him, at least just the respect factor alone, get a little Look, something thrown his way. But let me, let me not, not, not waste time. I got you. Because we want to get back to the Micah Parsons. Because yeah. th this was a Cowboys-based conversation at one point. And then it turned into Micah Parsons on Stephen A. Smith's show, which was magnificent television or content. If you haven't seen it, trust me, you want to see all of it. Here's a piece of it. This is Micah Parsons talking about accountability. What people are failing to realize, and this is where accountability, culture, leadership, all takes place is, there has to be a point in time when Dak does throw a pick in a crucial moment, same way Pat did. Okay. And I got to say, yo, Four, don't stress it. I got you. We're going to get a stop right here. What, 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 did, we, what did we think of that? He, he went on there to say, Something about how people think it's all about Dak when the reality is the defense has to be accountable as well. That's the, that's the next oh. part of that sentence, and mm -hmm. my, to which my reaction would be, yes, we all know that. Yes. You allowed 48 <laughs> points in a playoff Captain game. That's obvious, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what part of that <laughs> he, he we had, didn't already yeah, know. Look, it, it all makes sense. Look, I mean, look, accountability. It sounds good. Yeah, in, in the end, at the end of the day, look, the NFL is a production league. It's about, sh it's a show me league. It's about going out on the field and getting it done. Sitting here talking about it on Stephen A's podcast or Stephen A's show, your podcast, any podcast on get, it doesn't really matter. And that's, that's the part where now this is starting to fall on deaf ears mm -hmm. because it's just talk. It's just it's White just noise. conversation fodder. That's all it is. And see, that's what see. This is what Emmett Smith was alluding to. Like he's tired of hearing all this kind of stuff. He's tired of hearing about all the we should have, we could have, we we know what culture is, we know what leadership is. It's about demonstrated performance. So, so demonstrated on the field. Just do that. Yes. Michael Parsons is going to get 
probably paid more than Nick Bosa, right? That's safe to say. But with that comes other responsibilities. It's not just his responsibility to be a great player. He has to also develop as a great leader. And he hasn't demonstrated that because if you just listen to his words and what he's doing becoming a distraction for the team in the offseason, that's not what leaders do. So he needs to understand that he's got to have tough conversations <laughs> with, with teammates, but he all, it starts with itself and his actions. And it's not a good look. You know, you know what, Bart? Let me play the second part of it, though, just to amplify that point. I mean, it, it's, it's one thing to be asked a question and answer it. It's another thing to essentially willingly engage in an episode of First Take mm -hmm. with the number one sports debater, the person who basically invented the medium in Stephen A. Smith. Watch this exchange that took place. Besides Patrick Mahomes, Bye. what other quarterback in the AFC has accomplished anything to get more credit than Dak? Joe Farrell. Josh Allen. Did he finish? No. But they got it further. That it doesn't, it doesn't matter how far you get. If you're going home and you're not in tearing the ring, it doesn't matter. What have they done? They've done more than that. Josh Allen almost made it to the NFL uh, Super Bowl. He made it to an AFC Championship. It doesn't matter. He couldn't, be, he couldn't beat the number one guy. It doesn't Joe, matter. Joe he couldn't beat the number one guy. He couldn't beat the number one guy. Joe Burrow beat the number one guy. And then he lost to Stafford. And then he lost to Stafford. He lost to Stafford. He's trying to get Stephen A. C. in the I mean, is, is, is like, that's 10 o'clock in the morning on ESPN, right? That's what that is. That's 10 a.m. on yeah. ESPN. And there is a magnificent place for that. People love it. But why is Micah Parsons engaging in it? They, I don't understand. The, I do think there's a generational thing. We're all, we're kids now. He's a kid. He's 24 years old. Kids now think I have an opinion. I got to say it. And they but want I to think, debate Stephen A. And they want to debate Stephen A. But I think there is a leadership void in Dallas. Because leaders aren't about it being the best leader isn't about being the, the biggest talker or who says the most. Leadership comes with, hey, this is my production on the field. These are my years of experience. This is what I've seen over a course of a career and, and the work I put in. Here's the thing, when I you feel Roquan Smith. I'm not comparing talent, right? You feel Roquan Smith. Like you feel the physicality, you feel the energy, you feel TJ Watt when he's on the field. Micah talks about, I don't understand how guys can say they're tired. I don't understand. Micah is a phenomenal player, but his play, his energy, his effort, it's not translating to the rest of the defense. It's not filtering out. If Micah just, just toned it down, said less, and allowed, because here's the thing, to Lewis's point earlier, these Cowboys, when, when Mike McCarthy is talking about we have a championship culture, from what decade, bro? Yeah. Like, these guys it's, haven't done anything. It's, look, th this whole thing, like, this culture, what's leadership? How do you take it to a championship? Look, the, the best leaders that I was ever around, not only were great players in the biggest moments, but they made you mm. want to be better and go, I can't fall that far behind right. this guy. Because right. this guy is not only our best player, he's our best worker. He's the standard setter. And they usually went about it in a way that wasn't debating Stephen A. They went about <laughs> it in a way. And, the, and, that, and look, and there was no Stephen A back then. No. Okay? But they went about it in it's a way so that, was, that was just so... It was just so matter of fact. It was so in your face and so obvious that they didn't need to go on a show and talk about it. But you just watched it and you followed it. That's what they need to do. That's leadership to me. That's why Patrick Mahomes but is who, running circles around everybody right now. But who, who's going to teach him? Who in that building? Again, like when the I went there, when I was there, it was Jonathan Nogan, it was Ray Lewis, right? And these are two polar opposite guys about how they go about their business, right? You know, when I was here, it was, you know, Darrell Reeves, myself. 
like he needs to understand about holding you have to, that's about being a leader is about having tough conversations with people and pulling people to but the you side. Know, Bart, he can have those conversations with people outside of Dallas's building. I mean, you can no, acquire no, no, leadership no, 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 qualities. No, 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 I'm talking about like if we got yeah. issues and tired and setting the tone on Monday when we have a big game coming up. It's no such thing as tired legs. You do that by setting the tone as a leader and having conversations when people aren't living up to the expectations within, that we have within the building. He has to understand that when he gets this money, too much is given, much is required. And being a leader is about that. He needs to go to leadership school. Von Miller pulled Aaron Donald aside, probably a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Maybe the greatest defensive yeah, tackle yeah. in our history of our game. And said, you have to be more vocal. That was a leader in Von Miller teaching Aaron Donald how to be a leader to get his team to the next level. Somebody needs to pull Michael Parsons aside and show him what leadership is all about because but just being a good, the best player ain't good enough. Can, That's can true. we just very quickly say that, that, that it's one – okay, he doesn't have to be a leader, but he's sitting there engaging in an episode of First Take with Stephen A. in which he is but essentially think, calling out Joe Burrow and calling out Josh he's Allen. that because he sees himself as a leader he, on he's this de, team. He's defensive. That's not he's defensive. He's trying to explain it away. That's that's winners write the net. Winners I, I, write I, I history. I think that there is just a generation of people now, a younger generation, that wants the attention. No, because we're like to, to Kimberly's point. The, there's, Kimberly's point. Raekwon Smith is in his generation, and he leads a different way. But yeah, no, but, but you're but you're right. But he's not you're exactly My right. My point is, Raekwon Smith is trying to lead. I don't. I think Micah Parsons is just trying to get attention. Yes. And that has there's that's so far from leadership. I don't even know Randy, where no, it leaves. There, there's no question about that. There's no question that the actual accomplishment now has kind of fallen secondary to the attention. Like, I want people to know. Look, you put it best. Be There's people now who want to be stars. Want to be famous. But they don't want to be professionals and want to be the best at what they're actually doing. But they want all the attention that comes with it. Real right. fame and, comes with success. In the sure. meantime, a lot of that attention comes on social media. Up next, yeah. it was the unfollow heard round the world. Has Justin Fields giving us a clue that the decision has already been made. Don't miss this next. Plus, the top five moves that absolutely should take place this offseason, which includes one deal that will change absolutely everything. Coming up, get up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, 
Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists. Like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hey, before we do anything else, you want to see a ridiculous goal last night? Hey, Bart Scott, watch this. This is the Kings Quinton Byfield, and I want you to watch him go end to end. And watch the move. When I show you this in slow motion, you're not going to believe Ooh, it. Pull it back. Killer crossover, kick it to myself from the knee, top shelf. Yo, that's corner pocket. <laughs> if I could only skate. That's it. <laughs> There's not one piece of that I could do, beginning with the skating. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I have no shot. <laughs> that is remarkable. That is a ridiculous goal and that brings us from ridiculous to is that ridiculous because mm-hmm. we can make anything into a pun here we go lewis and if i were to say brock purdy is the best quarterback in the nfc would that be ridiculous no it would not be ridiculous objectively speaking his statistics already back it up whether you aesthetically don't like the way the guy plays the game or not the guy played at a very very high level this year and he played it in just about every meaningful metric at a high level that you can think of now Could he have, would I have liked to have seen him make one of those special plays in the Super Bowl to quote-unquote defeat Patrick Mahomes? Of course I would. But look, when you send, you know, an all-pro caliber defensive tackle at him unblocked in a third-down situation down there in the red zone, that's not his fault. Okay, this guy is going to be a great player. San Francisco will be right back at it next year. He played great in the Super Bowl. He sure did. And he he, did just fine. He walked off the field with the lead. That's right. In in overtime in the Super Bowl. Which is exactly what you want him to do. I thought he did great. Lewis, let's go to this. If I said Jaden Daniels is the second best quarterback in this draft, is that ridiculous? Not at all. As a matter of fact, if you watch some of his play this year, and you compare it this year to what Caleb put on tape, and look, Caleb is, is like just stupidly talented, okay? You could say Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback in college football this year, and you wouldn't get an argument from very many people. Mm-hmm. This guy could wind up being the very best pro if he goes to the right place and everything around him from a, from a uh, structural standpoint stays intact in terms of the people who are around him. But I'll tell you this, as far as being able to win from the pocket, win outside the pocket, win with his legs and attack all three levels of the field, there is nobody in college football who is doing it better than him. There are people doing it as good as him, but this kid is talented, and if he gets to the right place, look out because he can throw it, he can run it, he's committed to the game, he'll get bigger and stronger. Look out for Jason. Well, that's the question is the frame. He won the Heisman right. this year, clearly. Caleb won the yeah. Heisman last year. Daniels did this year, and it wasn't yeah. close. So yeah. no one was questioning that. The frame is what people will be worried about because you know, he's, he's slender. People were worried about Jared Goff's frame, too. I remember when he came out and the debate was between him and Carson Wentz. You would have made it feel like as soon as someone hit Jared Goff in his lower body, his legs were just going to shatter, <laughs> and he wasn't going to play anymore. Okay. Jared Goff has had a nice, long career. Jaden Daniels will be just fine. Better, better protect himself a little bit better, though. He took some big shots this year that were his own fault. Well, let's go to number one. As I think the answer to this has already been presented, but... 
if someone were to say the Bears should trade the top pick again and build around Justin Fields, would that be ridiculous? No, it wouldn't be ridiculous because we make conversation rather we make arguments all the time about the fact that quarterbacks need to be set up for success meaning the structure around them needs to be set in terms of protection run game weapons on the perimeter complimentary football good play calling etc etc none of that has been consistent for Justin Fields none of it but we're ready to go ahead and say well you know what let's just ship him down the road and let's just reset and let's just start over again with Caleb Williams because Caleb doesn't need any of that. Caleb doesn't need protection. Caleb doesn't need weapons. Caleb doesn't need a good play caller. He doesn't need any of that. He can overcome all that. No, he can't. And if you subject him to the same kind of circumstances you subjected Justin Fields to, you're going to get the same result. That's why when Justin goes somewhere else, like Pittsburgh and Atlanta, where they give him the support he needs, just look out. There's going to be a lot of people going, I didn't want him to trade him. I would have kept him too. <laughs> well, I didn't want to trade him. They will always be compared That's with right. that. I'm going to blow off the soundbite that we had here in the interest of time because the modern-day way that people make statements is by using social media, and sometimes it's by saying nothing at all. There was a lot of attention paid, and I think rightfully so, to the fact that Justin Fields has unfollowed the Bears Ooh. on Instagram. Oh, snap. And he is well, oh, snap is exactly <laughs> right. I mean, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm about to do the most dangerous thing you can do, which is I'm going to take a bunch of, of information that might not have anything to do with this, but I'm going to put two and two together and see if it comes up with four. The uh, Combine's next week. Mm-hmm. That is the time that the Bears traded away the first pick in the draft last year. That's the time when all the wheeling and dealing is done, as mm-hmm. Lewis knows better than anybody. The Bears, I, I'm going to suppose that the Bears have reached their decision. They're going to look to trade Justin Fields. They inform him of that, which is, I think, the right thing to do. And he then takes the next step and he unfollows them. Now, do I know any of that? No. Please do not put on the bottom line, Greeny is reporting. But it all makes sense to me, and whether I think they should do it, you think they should do it or not, I feel like Justin Fields will be traded sometime next week. Yeah, no, this is a big deal. I I can't speak to, right now, I don't know if the Bears had a conversation with Justin, and he unfollowed them yesterday, right? But it was very clear listening to Ryan Poles at the end of the season, hey, Justin's our quarterback, but, you know, as a GM, I have to look at the big picture, and I, like, if I'm Justin Fields, I'm not mad at him. I understand. I don't blame him for unfollowing them because the Bears literally allowed two people who yeah. we knew were on their way out to draft him. The Bears right. added him to a team that was deplete of weapons, no protection. Then the Bears gave him two head coaches and two offensive coordinators. And then the Bears are now saying, yeah, he's here, but we also have to explore. It's like, actually three understood. offensive coordinators because they fired this right. one and right. before the season right. was even. Yeah. So, so yeah. the, the but what's, writing what's has done been on the done. wall. Right. But, That's but the issue. We get it. It's been a disaster. They yes. have mishandled him. It is, it is mismanagement 101. But as you always say, these things are about the future. They're not about the past. And this is a good thing. This could be a wonderful thing It's going to wind up working Justin. out really well for, for Justin both teams. Fields. Right? For both teams. Perhaps. I think they, can Perhaps. they probably can get a conditional pick from Atlanta or Pittsburgh, right, that can move up if he has success where he's at. So that's usually how those things go on a, on a you know. A, a, a two and a three? A yeah, two, a, two, a two and a three that can potentially be a three if, you know, he plays and they go to the playoffs and Atlanta goes to. If I'm Justin Fields, I also want to go home as well, and I'm playing in a division where I'm instantly the best quarterback within the division. So both things can be true. He's Atlanta, still have, you're talking to be clear. Atlanta. Atlanta. He can have an outstanding career. Like Steve Young didn't start in San Francisco. He went to Tampa. He was drafted by Tampa Bay. You look at what happened with Brett Favre. Brett Favre was in Atlanta. So I think this can be a win-win for both teams. You know, this can do the – Reset the clock, you know, that the most cliche thing in football. Yeah. But I think, you know, they can get 
They can get uh, like they already have two picks within the top ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can do a great job. Fifteen seconds. Look, Justin's going to win this. I, I really do believe he's going to win. This yeah, because the teams that we're kind of connecting him to right now, ready to go. But the the, the best transactions that have happened in my career were ones where like the breadcrumbs just added up and right. the relationships were there and they're ready made in Atlanta and Pittsburgh. Look, tr- trades don't have to be one where one side wins and the other side loses. That's not that's not right. that's not mandatory. Both sides can wind up winning in all this. And then there's the Chiefs who always wind up winning in the end, but they have huge free agent decisions to make themselves. We've got to move on offense that could change everything in KC. You'll hear what it is next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We are back on Get Up. Bottom of the hour and NFL offseason. Critical juncture in time. Let's go to an AFC contender wish list. Came on. Who should be on the Bengals wish list? Uh, a guy who's already on their team, T. Higgins. Listen, they need to do whatever they can to keep him. I understand, you know, he gets overshadowed because Jamar Chase is just that special. But T. Higgins, he is critical to their offense. I think the Bengals have got to keep him. I don't want to see him anywhere else. Another AFC contender is Buffalo Lewis. What should be on their wish list? A run-stopping defensive tackle. They have to solidify the middle of their defense. 2.8 yards before contact. Uh, per rush in the NFL this year between the tackles, 29th in the NFL, that's not good enough. That's just not going to get it. And they need to be able to shore that up because if you don't, 
You saw what Kansas City did to him in the playoffs. People are going to keep trying to run that back on them. Absolutely. And then, Bart, how about your old team, the Ravens, who should be on their wish list? you got to continue to build around Lamar Jackson. I think Odell Beckham took a step backwards. you got to go Calvin Ridley or Mike Evans to give them that vertical threat down the field. Zay Flowers is going to be a stud. He's a smaller receiver. Give him a guy. You know, Lamar Jackson, somebody that can make them pay if they put that eighth man in the box. And that's an interesting one. And obviously, Ridley is an interesting possibility. And then you get to Mike Evans, who has done it all in the NFL. And yesterday on this show, Jeff Darlington said Evans to another team should be a priority. How about Kansas City? If the Bucks can't lock him up and he does commit to going elsewhere, the Kansas City Chiefs should absolutely be pursuing Mike Evans. We should not forget the league-leading number of drops that the Chiefs faced. I don't know that it is sustainable to do what they did in this postseason. They've got to go get weapons, and Mike Evans should be absolutely at the top of their list. He would be a game-changer for Patrick Mahomes. And look, here's another number that just sort of illustrates that. Mahomes, unbelievable, right? His 9.5 yards length of pass was 31st in the league, only Bryce Young was behind him. When you look at his average touchdown pass, what does that mean? That means they basically have no explosive mm-hmm. plays. They're not making those kinds of big plays. They don't have the people who can do it. Is that something you believe the Chiefs should be focusing on this offseason? To get more playmakers for sure. Look, I think that statistic, the nuance, and rather the context for that is, look, Kent, people started playing Kansas City different. Mm-hmm. They started playing them for the deep shots. So Patrick had to alter his game and have it become a first and second level passing offense because people weren't allowing him to throw it deep. But that doesn't take away the fact of what we're saying here, which is they don't have a third level uh, wide receiver who can really consistently catch the ball and make big plays. And Mike Evans over the past three years is tied with Devontae Adams for uh, receiving touchdowns from wide receivers. So he is a guy who is a proven commodity that for sure you would assume would fit in well in Kansas City. It is going to be a priority. Yeah. But I know Jeff also said yesterday, look, if he had to choose and they had to let Chris Jones walk, he would let Chris Jones walk in uh, order to pursue force. someone like yeah. this. That's yeah, not no, happening. That's a, that's, a, that's a different discussion. Yeah. And I'm not throwing my board under the bus because you know I love Jeff. That's your guy. That's Jeff my guy. That's my guy. You love love that's my guy. But Mike Evans has to be on the list. I think they're cheaper sure. options, though. It's going to be cheaper options. They can, you know, do both things. Then Mike? Yeah, it's going to be cheaper options, right? And Mike probably wants a three-year deal, but he probably yeah. wants $20-plus million. Remember, they, they didn't pay Tyreek Hill that. They got to pay Snead. See here, it's, it, this, this, this free agency, now, I expect a lot of guys to be back, whether you talk about Pittman, whether you talk about Calvin Ridley, you know, Hollywood Brown. What Patrick Mahomes has showed, that he doesn't need the yeah, best. Yeah, 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 he just needs yeah, a guy that's yeah, good at doing yeah, something. Mm, pause. Uh, no, he doesn't. So you need, think he doesn't? He need, just won a Super Bowl, right? With so that, who? I, this is what I was going to say. The obvious. I agree with what Jeff Darlington said on the show because the obvious pushback is going to be what Bart is saying. Patrick is Patrick. He don't need a top tier wide receiver. Yeah, he doesn't need it. But why not make the guy's life a little easier? Just oh, because yeah. they won a Super Bowl just, without it doesn't it. mean like, oh, we should run that back and try that one have more you, time. Joe Burrow was but, hurt all year. But look at the list of free agents that's I, out there. Like somebody's gonna fall through the cracks and have to take a one-year deal. And that's kind of what well, they're gonna do. They're gonna, look, they're they gonna have to reinvent every year. Bart, they're gonna make a concerted was, effort to improve the position. Yes, and all they we are. did was talk about their wide receivers. And gosh, can somebody else besides Travis Kelsey top of the market right there? 
That's, that's more money. That's the, the, the biggest, question is not the, could they use Mike Evans. Every team in the NFL right, could right, use right. Mike Evans. Sure. The question is whether they should prioritize that. Right. What Bart is saying is should they prioritize that to that extent. To me, one of the arguments in favor of it would be Travis Kelsey is maybe the best pass-catching tight end of all time. Yep. But it feels like he's coming to the end of a period in his career where he can be your number one option. Right. You talk about them not being able to go deep this year because yep. defenses were playing them that way. Well, if you have Tyreek Hill, I don't care how the defense That's is true playing. Too. You have Mike well, Evans, it, I don't care how the defense yeah, it, it's is It's twofold. It's one, people were playing them for it. And two, this year they just didn't have, didn't it. have it. So, I mean, they just adjusted, which just speaks to it? the – Oh, for sure. For sure, look, the game of football is too hard for them to continue to try and produce the way they're producing. You're putting an, like, an unreasonable amount of burden on Patrick Mahomes that way. And on Andy Reid to have every play call be perfect. Every play call has the, – the, the greatest thing that you can do for a play caller and for a quarterback mm-hmm. is to have that guy – who can do things that you can't coach and that yeah. you don't have to scheme for. And Tyreek yeah. is one of those dudes. But we, but we never they seen, need one. We, but we've never seen Tom Brady go out and get the best guy outside of Randy Moss, who they got for a steal. You can see a guy like Gabe Davis coming in and be that big play guy that they get on yeah. the discount. Because, listen, the, four, the, the three founding fathers, you got to keep together. You can't let Chris Jones walk. No. He's no. the most important piece. Right. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, I would say Chris Jones is just as important, if not more important, than Travis Kelsey because what he does for a leadership side and his ability. This is the best defensive tackle in football. I know Aaron Donald has has it, but this has been the best defensive tackle in football for the last two years, and it's the plays that he made in the Super Bowl that doesn't show up on a stat sheet that won that game for them. Well, I can't decide which side of this I'm making the argument for by pointing this out. But the truth is, they beat the two number one seeds in the playoffs this year in their last two games, Baltimore mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and San Francisco. In those two games, they scored a total of three touchdowns in, the, in regulation time, and one of them came off of that punt thing you yep. know, that they got. So my point is, they won these games with defense. Their defense won them right. this Super Bowl, not their offense. Mahomes made the plays yeah. they needed to, but their defense won it. So does that mean you got to make sure you you keep your defense, no. or does it mean you well, got to fortify you your know offense? I, I think what it means is this. You do the very best you can to build your roster as balanced as you possibly right. can. And then you know what happens? Sometimes it ain't perfect. Mm-hmm. And sometimes great coaching and, you know, one phase of the game – has to really carry the other. Right. And it's not and it's just, it's gonna ebb and flow every right. year. The That's dy- what's gonna happen. And to your point, the dynasty that we saw that we can kind of lean to is the Patriots. And they won every different type of way. They mm-hmm. won with great defense, great offense, that's great right. running game, good passing game. And that's what what, what <laughs> Where Kansas City is at is they have to reinvent themselves every year. Yeah. Sure. We don't know, and that's based on what's available. Right. Every who's team developing, does. Who's getting right. better. Every team does. And that's what they're going to have that's, to do. But, that's but you, why, but you don't do that point, by going that, spending the most money. That's, that's going to cost you $25 million. But that's why I say your that's point your about, oh, they just, wa- they just won the Sometimes you got to get that Michael's cores. You can't always get the Birkin. <laughs> okay. Well, now them, those are fighting words. Okay. They both hold your necessities. Listen, if I'm expecting a Birkin and you show up with a Michael no offense, Michael. Yeah, no, We're going to have a problem. To all our friends at Michael Kors. Okay, I'm, so, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, coach. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Let me move on here. There's a couple of other guys out there who are looking for big money out there so they can go buy expensive things at Hermes. Bart, should the Cowboys pay C.D. Lamb now or have patience? No. If we all in and everybody going to have it sting a little bit, we ain't win. Y'all didn't give me no extra playoff money, so I'm going to make y'all sit. I'm going to go out and get me a real linebacker so we don't get the ball ran on our throat, whether it's Patrick Queen or Devin White. 
and then if we win, y'all can get paid. All right, interesting to see what they do with him. Kmart, Vikings, Justin oh, Jefferson. Great. Pay him now or have patience? This is the easiest question. Pay this man. He's a freak. He's an alien. This dude is so critical. I understand he missed time last year, and they, they were able to win games without him. But Justin Jefferson is different, and he's a difference maker. He's done it the right way, and they need to reward him, which they will. And Lewis, how about Tua, the Dolphins? Should they pay him now or have patience? I, I think they should pay him. And, I, and oh, it doesn't have to be top of the market money. I think, look, I think obviously in the $40 million per year range is where this should and will come in at. I think his relationship with Mike McDaniel is spectacular. I've seen it up close. I've seen it in person. Look, there are a lot of things you can pick on Tua about. We know what his deficiencies are. We know what his strengths are. As a team, this is a football team that fell apart last year. It fell apart with injuries on the defensive side, yeah. and the offensive line got beat up. They're going to be just fine with Tua. I think they should commit to him long-term. And keep why, him in why, why should Tua take less money than Dak Prescott? What's the difference in the quarterbacks? Both was MVP candidates. No, what, Tua proved that he, you know, with his judo, he did go back with Gracie again <laughs> and show that he knows how to fall, no, look, right? I, I'm, saying, I'm saying, look, $40 million per year is probably the floor for Tua. That's, kind of, that's probably where it starts. Yes. That's like top 10 he started Daniel Jones per year. Well, I'm saying that's <laughs> where it starts. I'm just saying that I'm not saying that's where he should ultimately end up. I am saying, though, that they should go ahead and commit to him. I think the marriage between him and yeah, Mike is perfect. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I agree. it's perfect. I think Mike was exactly what Tua needed. Mm-hmm. I think Tua, you can make the argument, Tua is just as good, if not better, than Dak Prescott. What has he done to Michael Parsons' thing that, that Dak Prescott hasn't done? They, they were so decimated by injury on the Just defensive destroyed. side by the destroyed. time the season ended. I yeah. felt bad for him. All right, as we continue here, a lot more to do, including today's green list. I've got the moves that must take place this offseason, including one that I think will change absolutely everything. Plus, a little sneaky hembo time. Here we go, Bartholomew. Come on. Who leads all active NFL players in career receptions? Hembo's the question. I went with Alvin Smith. You going to get it? Find out next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, there's a lot of tension in this room right now. Hembo versus Bart Scott. I feel like you got a real good shot at this. Who leads all active NFL players in career receptions? <sighs> Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Devontae Adams. Devontae I'm a, Adams. I'm going to go Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, I'm going DeAndre Hopkins for 2000 Bob. That's right! It is! It is DeAndre Hopkins! DeAndre Hopkins is correct. Hembo was positive he had you get the ball here. Uh, Cindy, can you get the ball? Look at that. It, it is yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones second, Travis uh, Kelsey third. Get up, then, Craig. Then Keenan get Allen, up, get Devontae down. Adams, Stefan Diggs, and Mike Evans. That is well, it's a win. It's a, it's a win for the people. Hembo, what is happening? We all like to see it. All right, well done. 
All right, let me very quickly do today's green list, and we can try and revive Hembo in time for radio today. <laughs> we'll do a quick green list here. These are the top five moves I absolutely want to see happen this offseason. I did them earlier this morning, but for those of you just joining us, let's run through them quickly. Number five, for reasons obvious and even some that aren't, Devontae Adams to the Jets. Devontae Adams has figured out life after Aaron, maybe not as much fun as he thought. The Jets' desperate need of winning right now, why not reunite that once brilliant pair? Number four, I've been largely talked out of this one by the rest of the crew, Stefan Diggs to the Cowboys. I do believe Stefan Diggs needs a new home. I do think his days in Buffalo are numbered. Somewhere will make sense. Maybe it isn't the Cowboys, but that's the one that I sort of penciled in. At number three, this one I love, Justin Fields to the Steelers. I know the world has him going to Atlanta, and I like that move as well. But I would like to see him with Mike Tomlin. I would like to see what Tomlin and that staff, Arthur Smith, would do with a quarterback who has the physical ability, the athletic ability that Justin Fields does. I'd like to see him in that division. I want to see Justin Fields in Pittsburgh. Number two, I think the Raiders absolutely have to move up and draft a quarterback this year. They need to start all over again if they want to be super aggressive and try and get up into the top three, try and get Jaden Daniels or Drake May if that's who they like, or even less aggressive, move up just a few spots and assure themselves of getting J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, or whatever quarterback it is they like most after the first three. And I, at number one, believe the New York Giants and their coach Brian Dayball who once created Josh Allen, or at least gets a lot of credit for having created Josh Allen, should move up and do the same thing with Drake May. Drake May, if you just look at the physicals, at the comps, at everything else, he's got a little Josh Allen in him. I do not believe that Daniel Jones is the long-term quarterback in New York, but I do believe he is there this year if you want to do a a freshman year, a red shirt year for your young quarterback. So I like the Giants and Brian Dayball bringing in Drake May. Let me get the crew in here. Mm. And let's, let's, let's focus on the top of that list for a moment here. We yep. talked about Devontae and all the rest of that. Let's talk about the idea that the Giants may decide it is time to be aggressive. Mm. It is time to – they tried it with Daniel Jones a few years ago. I don't think most of us think it worked at number no. six. Make the aggressive move, go up, and take the quarterback. Yeah, look, I, I understand in theory what you're saying. I mean, Daniel Jones is not the answer. I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to hear, like, if that has any legs, you know, how John Mara would weigh in on this because he was someone who was very much so supportive yep. of Daniel Jones in terms of how he thought that the organization actively sabotaged this guy's career. Yep. They didn't help him out at all with some of the choices they made surrounding him. And so now... Will he once again, you know, go ahead and say, hey, look, well, we messed that one up, but I'll entrust the current regime to go ahead and, and develop a guy like Drake May. It makes sense because he's not the answer. Isn't Brian Dayball a guy you would trust that way? If you're going to trust anybody, isn't mm. Brian Dayball, the, 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 isn't he one of the quarterback gurus? Is he, is he, am, I, am I mistaken? Is he not that? He is, but, I, you know, it's, it's, it's been courses about Brian Dayball as far as yeah. the person yeah, you know, who developed this program. Yeah, he's been under fire, so yeah. he's under a lot of pressure to win yeah, this year. There, there are some... Look, I, I, I love Brian. I've talked to him multiple times, but there, there's some things, Internally, man, that they had to work through there as far as, you know, like the synergy on that coaching staff mm-hmm. and all and whether or not it is all moving in the right direction in the same direction. A year ago, he was the coach of the year. Yeah, I know, Listen, but you know what? It's a year-to-year league. Okay. You know, hey, I'm, I'm quite honestly, I'm as shocked as, as, as anyone here yeah. at some of the things that came out of there. I'm as shocked as anyone. Fair enough. Now, let's see. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, Greeny, why in the world could they move up to number three? Why would the Patriots That's not take question. a quarterback at three? Let me put the tweet on the screen. So, Matt Miller, our draft insider, he tweets at NFL Draft Scout, and he's very good. This is what he wrote. 
Pre-combine draft take, the Patriots should not draft a quarterback at three. This roster isn't ready for a rookie quarterback. It would set his development back. This isn't Houston with a Hall of Fame left tackle and solid supporting cast. This is closer to Carolina, and we saw how that worked out. Kmart, you're shaking your head. I love Maddie. Um, I don't love that tweet. I don't love that take. I think, because here's the thing, if, if wow. we've watched the Patriots mm-hmm. sort of stumble their way through this quarterback situation, it's not it. Nobody in that bill, it's not it. And I think if there's a quarterback or quarterbacks that they love, Ger- Ger- if, if there's somebody that he can get, Matt, yeah. you, you got to pull the trigger. Like, you Matt, have to. Matt Jones is broken. Like, the, the games, the, the, the mental games that Bill Belichick played between was, him and Bailey Zappi, he needs to move on. He, he has to move either. on. Yeah. And so, like, now Gerard Mayo's a new coach. He's a young coach, a first-time head coach in this league. You start off with somebody that he can grow with, somebody that hopefully can be there mm-hmm. for 10 to 15 years. If you're the Patriots, do you expect ever to be at three again? Like, we don't expect that organization has run too well for mm-hmm. them to be that bad to move up. So when you have an opportunity to grab a franchise quarterback, you grab them now. And you worry about everything else later. It's, it's the most important position in sports. And if you feel as though you have someone who's going to be a 2-3 contract player for you yeah. at the most important position of sports, it's not like all of a sudden like his, his whole rookie contract, like he is just doomed to be sitting or playing on a football team that is devoid of talent. You can build talent along with acquiring a franchise quarterback at the same time. Yeah. You can acquire talent and build a football team. Mm-hmm. Let me play devil's advocate. All of these guys who are going to get drafted high mm-hmm. are good enough to turn into good players if they're put in the right situation. What Matt, I think, I'm not putting words in his mouth, but what I read him to be saying is they're not ready to be a good situation for a young quarterback, so why not try and get a draft haul, bring in some veteran placeholder for a year, and see where you are? Well, but who's to say that they, they're, one, going to be able to go ahead and maximize those picks to the degree right. where all of a sudden then the table is set? I understand, like, we're playing the odds, right? If you have more swings at it, more cracks at it, yeah. you're probably thinking, well, I could probably do a better job with that than trying to just hit this one quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? That, I guess that's going to be about personal preference and whether or not you feel as though you're capable of identifying that dude. If they feel convicted, though, you've got to take that position. Isn't it also worth pointing out that if you are picking third in a three-team draft, I mean, basically, this is a three-player draft at the top. We've got those three guys, and if you're picking third and you've decided the one who is third Uh is not the guy you want to build around for whatever reason, if you decide, well, if Jaden Daniels is there, I'll take him, but if he's not, then I want to move out, or vice versa, if Drake May is there, if not, then I want to move out. Then, right, you you have to love the guy. Right, that's right. No, No question. Like, I mean, and that goes for any player. Like any position, if there's someone who's there who you don't feel as though is deserving of you going ahead and drafting that position, then try and get out of there. Yeah. And acquire more picks and build your football. No doubt. You can't go no halfway doubt. Well, the, on well, the quarterback. Well, I, I, I feel just... like the Pittsburgh Steelers forced to pick a couple years ago, and that's the, the worst-case scenario. But I think, you know, by all evaluations, that all three of these quarterbacks can play at a high level and is a little bit different than a weak – this isn't a weak quarterback class, in my opinion. It's deep. This is a weak quarterback class? I, I say I don't think this is a weak quarterback Oh, okay, quarterback yeah, class. fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, I, a, yeah, there are six <laughs> guys. I was just saying, this is the quarterback class everyone's been waiting for. Like, if, for, like, like, for, for New England to be sitting there at three, and who right now I would think in the end is going to turn out to be the top three picks in some order, whether that be Caleb, uh, Jaden, and then um, and Drake, mm-hmm. you have to pick one of them if you're New England. Like, imagine, there's, there's no if, way. imagine if you, you have to pick one of those three. Imagine if you're at the draft, you guys are at the draft, and they turn the card in, and it's not a quarterback. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, but teams get booed at the draft, and it winds up working out. They won six Super Bowls with a guy who was drafted 199th. I mean, the point is it, it doesn't have to work just because it sounds good on April 25th. If you love a guy. Those three quarterbacks are worthy of being the top three players in the draft. Now, maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's a Lamar Jackson, somebody that comes from the late rounds that comes out to be the best player, but you can't, you can't not take this swing, especially for Gerard Mayo, who needs somebody. You can't win in this division without a competent quarterback. There will be five or six quarterbacks who go in round one. In the meantime, first take coming up top of the hour. KD sounds off. Molly, Stephen A., Mad Dog, and J.J. Redick have reaction next. Get Up is brought to you by the first ever Lexus TX. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Uh, hockey tomorrow night, Lightning host Alex Ovechkin and the Caps at 7 Eastern. Then on ESPN Plus, Predators squaring off against the Kings. That's at 10.30 Eastern. And before we make way for first take, one more time, congratulations to our Brian Look at, the, look at the forehead on that, man. I don't got no vein through my forehead like that. That does. Well, I can't get past those lips, Bart. Yeah, they, sorry. They got, I'm like, I, I don't. They, they got me like little Bill off of uh, like, <laughs> I get it. like two pink lips, man. I got a brown lip and a white and a pink lip. That's so gross. That's bad. That's bad. That's. Bad. That's so this, again, the reason this came up is because Wendy is getting a bobblehead night at the. I hope his bobblehead looks better than that. How am I taking strays because Wendy got his bobblehead? Doesn't seem fair. See you tomorrow. First take starts now.